Ladies and gentlemen, what's up and welcome back to the Motivated Lawn Care Show. I'm your host, Caleb Nguyen, and today we're here in the Getting the Basics Right series. Um, Today I'm just going to be jumping into uh, how to track your data and your numbers when it comes to marketing. And this is actually super key and super important, and most people kind of overlook this because it's just like, well, how do I market better? And how do I get clients for $40? And how do I, how do I do all these things? And I could tell you exactly what to do, which I'm actually going to get into that in the next two episodes after this. So stay tuned for the next two weeks. They're going to be incredible, like 10 of 10. Like this, I'm just going to give you guys so much information with those ones of just like, this is what these are the things that we use. This is how much we can spend. This is generally what happens. You just have to do them X, Y, and Z. Well, I'm going to give that to you guys here uh, over the next two weeks. But to be honest with you, I could give you all that information and you could go do everything and you could probably get pretty decent results. However, you probably won't be able to get results that are quite as good as mine. So you'd be like, oh man, I'm disappointed. Oh my gosh, all this stuff, right? Or you'll just be like, you have no idea if you're getting results anywhere near mine in the first place because you have no idea what your numbers are even looking like with this. So um, this is the paid marketing and advertising section, there's four episodes. We just did building a brand last week. Super basic, super simple stuff, but it's important uh, because if you don't have a brand to actually market and advertise, you're kind of toast. If you're not tracking your numbers, the numbers that are coming in, you're also going to be toast, which we're going to talk about that here right now. So tracking your data, what does that look like? How how the heck do we even, how, do, how the heck do, we even do that? Um, why is it important? What does that even look like? What number should we be looking at? Let's get into this because... One of the biggest mistakes that guys make, right, when they're doing the marketing, trying to grow the business, they're not they're not tracking the data, uh, and it turns the marketing into a guessing game. And I can tell you again, I can tell you all the great ways to do things. It's not going to help if you're not watching your numbers. Uh, you're just going to throw money away. You're just going to hope it sticks, and that's just that's exactly what everyone else does. Okay, I'll be honest with you. That's what like ninety five percent of all other guys do, and for the other like four out of that five percent. The rest of the guys are tracking like, oh, how much do we spend? How many clients did we get? They're like, oh my gosh, we're getting a $80 cost per client. And they don't realize that Google Ads is getting them you know, clients for $30. And Everydoor Direct Mail is getting them clients for $100. They're just doing so much more Everydoor Direct Mail. But if they just turn up the Google Ads, they could bring that down to like 50 or 60 and still get the volume that they need to fill their schedule. It's just like, you just need to know what the number is. It could... You could save yourself $20, $30 per client, which that could be the entire profit from your first mo going into paying that down. It could either be like pays for the client the first mo or pays from the second or pays from the third or is it the fourth or the fifth or the sixth? Like this is just a, a basic let's not throw money away kind of thing. So I'm going to go over a couple of um, marketing mediums that we use just as examples and then I'll go over a couple of numbers that are important for me to track uh, in my business. I'm even going to, I have everything in front of me, so I'm going to pull up like the spreadsheets so that I could just walk through literally everything. Um, And the reason, the reason is that there's some numbers that are like, okay, well, this is helpful for what? Um, And so I want to give you guys a couple numbers to be looking for. And then also to give you guys kind of some roadmaps as to, okay, well, now we have numbers. How does that even help? What is that even, what is that even good for? Because it's, it's honestly stupid to be tracking stuff and then 
be like, oh, well, that doesn't help me at all. Yeah, it, if, like, if you don't know what to do with it, it's not going to be helpful at all. So let me, let me pull this up right here. Awesome. Okay. It's got a loading here. Uh, boom. Okay. So marketing mediums. What am I even talking about? Just different ways of marketing. Um, and I call all of the numbers that are important to me, I call them data points, just so you know, just so you have the terms. Um, there's a couple things that we'll do. Door hangers, everyday direct mail and mailers, Google paid, um, which is a local service ads and Google ads, uh, Google organic, yard signs, and then I always count up uh, word of mouth and referrals, social media, like organic social media, and then truck decals and signs, so just stuff that's on the trucks. You never know, guys, like when, if, if I got a bright yellow truck with decals on it, probably going to get a decent amount of attention from that. Um, there's a couple of basic things, obviously amount spent, how much money do we spend on a given medium, uh, total amount of leads, how many leads were qualified, as in like, how many of them are actually like have a home that you can service in the first place. So either the home is like not the right property for you, not the right kind of property, which tells you if you guys did like every door direct mail that you guys have been stupid and leaving door hangers at houses that you can't service and you need to clarify that with them if you get a lot of those. Um, and then also like if it's too far, maybe a Google ad or word of mouth referral happens all the time. Hey, can you help Bobby Joe? Bobby Joe's like 50 miles away. I can't help Bobby Joe. Um, for a thousand dollars, I'll help Bobby Joe. Oh, we can't do it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, and it just kind of goes like that. So I, I count them separate. So I'll do total, including the ones that aren't qualified. Bobby Joe from 50 miles away is included in that. And then total qualified because it's important to know the discrepancy because if you're having a lot of uh, your Google ads that are not qualified because they're too far away or not qualified because their properties are too small for you or they all have gated backyards and you don't do gated backyards. And it's like, okay, we'll give you information to be able to say, hey, maybe we should change up um, our keywords. Maybe we should change up our range. Maybe we should change up um, the income levels or um, that kind of thing. Like just change the different metrics or A, we know these neighborhoods are always like gated backyard. We don't do that. Let's cut these ones off, that kind of thing. It just gives you this information. Now you're like, why didn't I think of that the first time? These things you just won't think of the first time. Even when you're setting them up the first time, I could come and help you set them up. We'll forget a thing or two. This is going to bring clarity and this is going to just help you kind of vet things and say, hey, maybe we're getting the most amount of leads from, let's say, word of mouth referral, but half of them are just like trash clients. They're either too far away. They're not the right property size or they're horrible people. This is actually a problem that we've had where we realized that all of the new clients that were coming in from every door direct mail or door hangers are door hangers over the summer, all of those people, all the people who called. So the door hanger people were the best people by far, like never complained, put their card on file. Um, super like their, their properties are generally a little bit easier. The route density is so much better. Now they're right next to like other clients next door that, you know, or ones that are right down the street, the street over that kind of thing. We're just building out density with that. And they're fantastic. Google my business, a little bit harder crowd because a lot of them are, are shopping around too. Whereas the door hanger people, they just genuinely don't care as much. So for us, we're like, okay. And then word of mouth referrals, like half the people are trash. Like give us a hard time over everything because you all you need is, it's generally, it's, it's actually hilarious because the people who are the paying clients 
are generally interacting the most with other people. They're kind of crappy, nosy, that kind of thing. They're sharing information with each other, maybe a little bit gossipy. Yeah, my lawn guy, did you show see him? He showed up and like he was wearing these weird trousers. Oh, well, they do a pretty good job, you know. What's their phone number, that kind of thing. Just weird. There's just the most weird situations that we get referrals from. But a lot of the our worst clients are the ones giving out like the most referrals, which is ridiculous. Um, so we'll end up with like more crappy clients. So it's like you have some crappy clients to attract more. So it's like, okay, well, maybe we need to cut those clients because we're getting more calls from these crappy people who are taking up all of our phone time, um, asking for estimates and fighting about price and that kind of thing. And, and we have to go back and forth and be polite to them. Maybe they're all coming from two different people. Maybe we have to call them and ask them to stop sending people our way. Or we just need to say, hey, we're going to cut you off here kind of thing. Um, and that's like a higher level thing. And that's definitely something that you'll have to look at and make like a really hard decision on. But that's another example there. Obviously, total close. So what's the what's then the, the um, closing ratio for that? Like what percentage of people who of the total leads, not even qualified, just like total leads, close? How many of those total leads, how many of the total qualified leads closed? Because obviously you're not closing a non-qualified lead, so qualified to the qualified close ratio is going to be a lot higher because you're cutting out the unqualified people, and so they don't close. If that makes sense, it's like maybe you have ten people call in and two of them are not qualified, but out of the you know eight of them that are left, you close six of them, so that's like seventy-five percent. But in the grand scheme of things, it's like 60%. You know, it's totally different. And so it's good to know both numbers. Um, generally, I would say the more important one is is what percentage is qualified to not qualified and what percentage of the qualified close. So if you have a lot of unqualified, but your closing ratio for the people who are qualified is super high, that's exactly where you want to be. Um, and when I, when I refer to close ratio generally in podcasts and I'm like oh we're doing a 70% close ratio that includes unqualified people um, and that's like a client on any service so if they're like hey I'd like a, uh, an estimate for mulch and mowing and hedge trimming if they accept the hedge trimming I consider that close so that might bump it up off an extra 5-10% kind of thing um, average accepted estimate price <clears throat> this is a big deal because you need to know what is actually bringing the big money clients. Something that we figured out was, again, this is why I love uh, door hangers, which we'll talk about uh, two weeks from now, is because the, the ticket price of door uh, door hangers was actually pretty high because we were advertising mowing and mulch. Now, it was not necessarily in the mowing season, obviously. And if we had people gotten people in the beginning of the mowing season, we get them the whole, the whole year, it's $1,000 basically for the year, a little bit more than $1,000. Um, you know, maybe it would have been more valuable for them to accept an estimate for the entire season, where if they paid up front immediately before we even did the first service, well, dang, they paid us $1,200 for the entire season before we came even the first time. Well, you know, it's a pretty decent return on investment on that one. But how about the people accepting $2,000, dollars $3,000 mulch jobs or property cleanup estimates? Well, that's a whole other ball game there too. Um, and so it's, it's very important that and how you do this actually is if you have have a software, especially we use Copilot, and so you can go in. I think Jobber has this too, where you can Jobber and Service Autopilot do. I can't speak for all the other the, the other softwares because I've only had what did I have? Jobber, Service Autopilot, and then Copilot. Um, in in Copilot, what I'll do is I'll go to 
estimates all filtered to accepted. So you can go to like reports, you can go to uh, estimates, go to accepted ones. And then we always make sure that we put in where the client source comes from, which we're going to talk about how do you even know where they're from here in a second. Um, but I'll go in there and I can just see, I can then filter it even further and say, well, what's the customer source? I go, okay, well, it's door hangers, uh, design one. So, okay, fantastic. Design one versus design two versus design three. And I'll put all those numbers um, and I'll average them out. So let's say we get like four estimates um, accepted for design one. And maybe it's an average of 750 a piece. Um, after we do all the math, let's say the other one, we close seven people, but it's an average of 45 a piece. And then the other one, we close, you know, nine people, but it's an average of, you know, 42.50. Well, we just need to go, which one is better for us in general? And generally the way that you, you can literally just say, which one is the most like dollar sign effect, like dollar effective is to literally just go and add up all of the amount of closed estimates from a given medium, if that makes sense. So maybe design one, you only have three people four people at, at 750, which is like, I want to say it's 3000. Yeah, so that's 3000. The next one, you've got uh, seven people at 45. That's only $315. Um, and then the other one, you have nine at 42.50. That's 382.50. So we'd say, okay, well, design three is going to do better than design two. And it also depends on if they're recurring service versus one time, right? If you close you know, three, uh, four mold shops, one-time visit for 750. Okay, well, that's a little bit different than closing, you know, the mowing because the mowing is like, well, how much are we really going to get per client? Again, you don't really know until you work out the long-term numbers, but this is just the average estimate accepted price helps us figure out how quickly are we getting a return on investment, right? The big mold shops, obviously the return on investment is immediate. For mowing, it takes time but we'd rather have mowing long-term, but if we are in a cash crunch or we're just trying to turn around and make as much money as possible, maybe get a recurring client, then mulch or, or a higher price um, a higher price thing is going to, a higher ticket service is going to be more important. So that tells me right there, right then, okay, so if we're going long-term, so let's say in the spring, we're like, we've got three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine thousand dollars let's say $9,000 to spend on marketing for the season, we need to fill out two new trucks with clients should be very, very doable. Um, and I just, I just go, okay, well, I'm going to pick the, the designs that got the most mowing, like recurring long-term clients. Or if it's in the middle of the summer and I'm like, shoot, bro, we need some more work. We've got one week's worth of, of work booked out for all four crews. And things are going to get tight really, really fast if we don't get any work in the door. Awesome. You know, you and a couple of guys get out there with some with some door hangers. Which designs are you using? You're using the design that got you a lot of the bigger landscaping jobs in the past year, right? And maybe they even say the same thing on the back where they offer mulch and mowing and that kind of thing. But certain ones get mowing more than they get mulch. And other ones get mulch more than they get mowing. That's why you want those numbers is so that you can say, okay, what? issue problem do we need to solve right now which design is best suited to that now not all designs are created equal when it comes to uh, print advertising and when it comes to online marketing as well some of them just perform better 
okay? And knowing your close ratio uh, and ultimately knowing, hey, how much should I spend and how many new clients did I get? That ultimately kind of tells you, hey, I'm paying $40 per client for this one ad and 57 with this other ad and I'm increasing the spend on both of those and they seem to be staying pretty steady because generally when you increase the spend, it gets like, it just like gets less efficient for some reason. Uh, I think it's because there's just less demand in general so that you have to spend more to reach out and the quality drops and stuff. But maybe you're like, I'm scaling them. The one at $40 is scaling better than the $57 one. The one's 57, the one's 40. Okay, well, let's cut the $57 one. What about the 41 is different and better than the 57? And then you just winnow it down. You just little test little things. Oh, now it's down to 38. Oh, now it's down to 34, that kind of thing. And that's that really is is when whenever you're putting those numbers into the sheet and you can pit them against each other and say how many clients did we get how many were qualified it tells you more than just which one was more effective but at the root of it that's what you want to know which one is more effective is it more effective google ads is it more effective every door direct mail is it more effective yard signs to spend our thousand two thousand dollars of marketing in the spring um it's like shoot well we need to get 50 clients is that possible with a thousand dollars so, well, $20 per client, how are we going to do that? Well, we definitely got to work on some freeways, which we're going to talk about next week, how to get free clients. We can probably get, you know, 10 clients in the door from that. Uh, maybe milk get another 10 clients. Okay, well, can we pay $40 per client? Yeah, we, did, we ran door hangers design two last year for recurring service. And we were right around $40 uh, per client or, yeah, per acquisition of client, including close ratio and all that stuff. It ended up being $40 per client. Perfect. Awesome. Let's do the free stuff. Get our 10 clients. Let's get some referrals. Get the 10 clients and then spend the other thousand dollars to get the other 20 clients. And you just move on from there. You just play that numbers game. And so that's really that's really why the data is important. Now, how do you even find out this stuff? Like, do you just ask them? You can straight up ask them. That's one way of doing it. There's a couple of different ways of doing it. Um, you can either only distribute a certain design or whatever to a certain area, which means whenever you check their address for the estimate, um, you can pretty much like you only test let's say google ads in one part of the town every door direct mail on the other side of town well which one's working better and you test them it's like who's coming from more from one side of the town only problem with that is some neighborhoods just perform better than others it's just how it is like we have a neighborhood that we service um it's up in between like the freeway and like this major gas station it's a little this little pocket it's probably got 150 200 220 houses I know it's not more than 250. Um, it's probably between 200 and 220, 230. And we distributed door hangers there. I think we landed like four more major jobs. Um, all of them were probably between 500 and $1,000. None of them were like over $1,000. None of them were below $500. No recurring work at all. No mowing, anything. I've driven through that neighborhood. There's literally, I've literally spotted, I could count on two hands how many of those 200 something properties get mowed by a commercial company you can tell by looking at the lawn and out of those like three or th i think three of those like seven eight or nine we already do and so we got nothing from there so not all neighborhoods are created equal if i could make a number one recommendation for you guys and this is for the guys out there who already have one crew full and they're going to two or three or four and for them it's really important to be tracking numbers and and profit is super important and they can go upside down really, really quickly versus the guy who's at 30 clients looking to go to 60 next year kind of thing. With that, you can shoot from the hip a little bit and just ask people when they call you. It's not hard. 
And if you forget to ask them, you can just text them. It's 30 people. Whereas if you've got four crews and you're out here with your 550 clients, it's kind of tough to be texting like 200 something people and being like, hey, and then half them don't respond. And then some of them are like, dude, why is this guy texting me about this all the time? Just shut up, that kind of thing. At that point, it's just so much easier and cheaper when it's not you yourself doing it to use a service like CallRail. Now, not endorsed at all by CallRail, but it's the service that we use. It's basically a way that you can have multiple phone numbers, right? And you put a different phone number on each, uh, whether it's a different marketing, let's say you're running a Google ad with uh, one phone number and then a separate one with a different phone number. It's totally, you can totally do that. It's totally allowed. Uh, and then you have a, uh, three door hangers. Each of them have a different phone number, but they all route to your work phone number that your assistant picks up or you pick up or you have a call service like Call Boss or Jill's office or one of those people pick up, right? And then it tracks the numbers. How many people called this number? How many people called that number? Uh, were they qualified? Did they close? That kind of thing. And it's just gonna be a super simple way and you can just put a different phone number on like everything, right? And it all routes to the same phone number and at the end of the month, you can just look at that sheet, take that information and put it into another sheet. Super duper simple, super basic stuff. Um, it's it's easy to just ask people when you're below 100 clients. Once you start growing past that, I'll be honest with you, it starts to become like, oh, maybe it's not worth it. Where we are today, like over 200 people that we're regularly in touch with and growing really quickly, especially this winter, we're probably going to add another 40, 50 people pretty quickly within a span of like by four to six weeks. So it's like, it's just gonna be easier for me to use CallRail, especially next spring, then we have to add another 100 clients. And it's like, well, at a certain point, you might as well just get integrated with the technology and save yourself some time and save your office people some time so that they can actually provide a great experience for these clients. So that is marketing data, okay? This is how you track it, right? You can use CallRail, you can ask people. Um, all you need is just a sheet where you just have each of the things you're doing, Google My Business, social media, word of mouth, yard signs, decals on the truck, Google ads, you just write them all on a sheet of paper, you write um, how much you spent on each of those in a given period of time, it could be a week, it could be a month, it could be two months, it could be two weeks, it depends on how much you're spending really, and how quickly you need the information back. If I'm spending $2,000 a week on marketing, I'm probably going to want that time, um, that time gap to be a week. If I spend $500 a week, it might be a month that I, I need to get that information back. Because at a certain point, if you spend $40, you're not going to have enough information to make a decision. I'm just telling you right now, you could spend you know $100 and get no clients from one thing and then spend like 30 and get you know four from another thing. And then the next $1,000 that you spend on that thing that got you clients, the $30 that got you 40 clients gets you nothing. And that $100 gets you, 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 know, you, you throw in another $200 and it ends up getting you five or six clients. You just don't know. It just, it's just never, you can never just like pin it and just be like, oh, well, this is what it's gonna be. You just have to understand that it will, things will change and things, some certain things scale differently than other things. And sometimes it's just plain a fluke. So it's gonna be super duper important to you guys that you're actually, um, they're actually doing that. So with that being said, again, data, ask the people, record it on the on the sheets. Uh, and you can either pull it off call rail or you can just write it all out. Marketing medium, how much did you spend? 
um, how many leads did you get, how many were qualified, what was the average estimate accepted price, that kind of thing. And you'll be able to eventually go back um, and I might do something more advanced in the future about like tracking how much, how long clients are sticking around from a given marketing medium. But now that you have like your client name and where they came from in your system in job or service autopilot, copilot, whoever you use, it's a great way to like look back in the future and be like, okay, well, who's sticking around the longest? Is it the Facebook ads people or is it the word of mouth people? Who's sticking around the longest? And then you can just kind of go from there. And this is all to make better decisions. We're not just tracking it to have fun because trust me, it's not, it's rarely fun. We are tracking this to be able to uh, reduce our costs, grow our business faster and build a better business ultimately and be able to acquire clients cheaper. So that is tracking marketing data. If you guys have questions, let me know. Hit me up. I'm on, I'm on Instagram. I don't, to be honest with you, I don't check my Instagram, but maybe once every couple of days. So if it's like four days before I get like back to you, I'm sorry. Life gets crazy for me too. So if you want, if you have any questions, you can you can text me over there. Um, I'm also going to, if you want, I can send you like the the document that I use to track all of my data, and it should be linked to like other sheets that have um, more information because I'll test different door hanger designs. So I'll have different sheets for door hangers, Google Ads. Every door direct mail, yard signs, and the locations, because you can split test different like yard signs, locations, and use different phone numbers for those different designs, that kind of thing. And so, if you guys do want that document, you can just shoot me a DM and I'll send it over to you. Just let me know what your email is so I can send you access to it. It's not going to be something that you can like edit yourself and just go in and edit it. But if you make a copy of it, you're just going to have all of that, and you can just you can see what I'm talking about. It's going to make way more sense. So. Yeah, DM me. There will be a link below to my Instagram, and you can just DM me your email, and I'll just I'll just send it over to you. Either way, guys, I just want to say this is super important. I hope that you guys are going to let this stick because tracking the data that's coming in from your marketing is going to be the difference between you winning and saving a lot of money and possibly you losing, going bankrupt, or just playing getting beat by the competition, which either way, we just want to win. We want to grow as quickly and as inexpensively as possible. So track your data um, and DM me if you would like that document. With that being said, if you do want to hear about some of the um, the free marketing stuff, so next week is free marketing methods. It's I'm just going to go into all the stuff that you can do if you're like, hey, I don't have a dime to spend, or if you're like, hey, I'd love to do it on top of paid marketing because I only have a couple bucks to spend and I'd like to get more clients in the door than my couple bucks will probably allow. Great. Next week, check it out. Even if you or kind of beyond that phase, I think it'll give context and it might even give you some ideas for some other paid marketing stuff down the road. And then two weeks from now, we're gonna get into paid marketing. That one's gonna be fun. I'm not, I, I'm gonna try to go as deep as I can with that while it being like a podcast, me like visually not being able to show you, but it should be fantastic. So with that being said, uh, enjoy your week and I will catch you next week for the free marketing episode.